Oh, and we're back, but I have switched co-hosts because Peter, Peter's internet connection died and I got someone else. <laughs> uh, last minute, last minute, and this is my second second time recording this show, and if, if it fucking dies on me, I'm, I'm giving up. Fuck the best of, worst of episode, just, <laughs> just fuck it. <laughs> I'm Abdullah, and I'm joined by... Xavier, a.k.a. the Rave 9 of the YouTubes. Also from our my rival podcast, Good Morning Cybertron. Hey, hey, it's all love, it's all love. Until you get better ratings than us, then it's war. Oh, dude, I, I got Paul Eiding after five episodes. I mean, what do you have? She, you, got, you got my fist in your face, how's that? <laughs> no, but how you been, man? How you been? Oh, not bad, I've been... Trying to get things done. Uh, lost my camera, damn it. <laughs> so I can't film anything right now. Kind of bummed about that. <sighs> Can we start? I feel tears coming on. <laughs> hey, at least you didn't have to pay 50, 58 bucks for a breakdown, a Silas breakdown on BigBadToyStore.com. No, no. I paid 63 <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that was. He's so shiny, <laughs> though. Did you see the bumper? It's it's like pure chrome gold. Yeah, that's, that's it. Was like the last. It was uh, Big Bad Toy Store, like last one in stock. I'm like, should I get it? Should I get it? Fuck it, I'm getting this. <laughs> and then and right after that, they're like, oh look, we found something in the back of the warehouse. We now have a hundred more. No, they don't. It's so it's still sold out. It's still sold out in Big Bad Toy Store. But anyway, enough about that. You keep that Transformers talk on your fucking gay ass podcast. Not not here. We we like talking about the gays and the different <laughs> races of people. In very slurred tones. <laughs> oh my god. So anyway, here's our this is uh LO Governor's best of worst of awards for twenty twelve and we're going to start it off with Game of the Year. What's your Game of the Year, Xavier? Uh, I'm going to say Deus Ex, Human Revolution. That came out in 2010, you piece of shit. I'm talking about games that came out this year. Deus Ex, Human Revolution. That was 2012, foo. Wikipedia in. <laughs> it was 2010, you dumb shit. No, Adam Jensen, the new one, PS3. Uh, it came out in 2010, dude. <laughs> All right. I'm looking this up right now, and I'm proving you wrong. 2010. 2010. It came out in 2010. I'm going to link this to you, and you're going to be so freaking embarrassed. As soon as it loads. Oh my god, please don't. Don't don't die on me. Don't die on me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... uh media re- release dates. August 23rd to 2011. Okay, August. You got a faster connection. Well, in that case, I'm going to go with my backup, and uh, I'm going to say the one I'm playing right now, uh, Assassin's Creed 3. Really? Assassin's Creed 3? Really? Seriously? That's your game of the year? You see, you've played it? It's it's a piece of shit. (laughs) No, you are. (laughs) That game has expanded so much on the concept. Now it is historically accurate down to the detail of mapping. Uh, it has expanded its gameplay with things you can do. It has better DLC than I think any other game has right now. 
Plus, it has some really sweet combat where it mixes things up very nicely. God damn it, man. I miss Peter. God damn it. When he would just shout and say, (laughs) But he had a much better pick. His pick was uh, uh, Double Dragon Neon. Double Dragon Neon? That is a damn good game. That was a much better pick than this shit. Once again, Siri, you challenged my honor. <laughs> oh my god, this is the podcast. This is like our best of worst of episode where we just shout at each other back and forth. Are you grump or am I not so grump? <laughs> Damn it, John! <laughs> Damn! Aaron! Abdullah! Xavier! I don't want to play that game! <laughs> Well, my, well, my my game of the year for anyone who cares. Like I talked about this before, the fucking ugh, for the before the before I lost the recording was uh, uh, Walking Dead for uh, the Walking Dead uh, by Telltale, and I love that fucking game. It it is brilliant, very well written, very well acted. Got me emotionally invested in in a fucking video game. Just 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 amazing. Ooh. Like I love it. It just great. Just great game. Uh, what kind of game is it for anyone out there who doesn't know? Is it like an FPS or something? Uh, uh, it's a point-and-click adventure uh, split into five episodes. You can get them on PSN and uh, Xbox Marketplace. Mm. Uh, the season pass is only 20 bucks, and if you get the season pass, you get the first. You only pay for the first episode, and the rest is free. Nice. So, yeah. a, so if, you haven't played, if you haven't played it, play it, because it's amazing. Like, very well-written uh, very depressing at, at some points, but you know, very well acted, very well written, just just all around perfect game, perfect, like ten out of ten. On a on a side note, have you seen the uh, the box set for season two, the special edition box set for Walking Dead? Oh, I don't, I don't care for the show. I I love this game. I don't fucking care about the TV show or the comic book. Oh, <laughs> you should you should fucking care. You know why? <laughs> You're gonna love this season two special edition box set is a zombie head. That has a screwdriver in its eye, and to get the DVDs out of the out of the case, which is the skull, you twist the screwdriver and it pops the head open. <laughs> nice, but that's it's probably like like two hundred bucks on Amazon, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I just saw it at my electronics store, and I was like, "That is sweet." Why didn't you buy it, dude? <laughs> I was like, I haven't watched season one or season two yet. I'm not really caught up on uh, any of The Walking Dead because I'm more familiar with the comic books. Yeah, but like even even if like that's what I love about this game is like even if you're not familiar with the comics or the TV show, they give you like it's an original story with with uh, characters with original characters, and they just like if you don't know if you don't get if you didn't give a shit about Walking Dead before, you will after this game. Well, I've I've been meaning to get into it because it's a it was a show proposed by Frank Darabont, and he's actually one of my favorite directors. He did uh, the Shawshank Redemption and the Green Mile and the Mist, that that one Thomas Jane movie where he fights monsters in fog. <laughs> There's something that the tagline should have been: "There's something in the mist, and it, it ain't fucking gorillas." <laughs> <laughs> the Punisher. He was shooting people. He was shooting people. It's the Punisher in the Mist. That's all that movie was. Oh boy. And uh, next, so your game of the year is Assassin's Creed Three, right? Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Uh, worst, uh, worst game of 2012. 
Give me a second on this one. Go ahead first. <laughs> oh, Resident Evil 6, man. Like, that game pissed me, off, pissed me off so much. I took the disc out of my PlayStation, broke it, and threw it out the fucking window. Oh, wow. And how far up do you live? Are you on, like, the second story? <laughs> no, I live in a nice house, but I threw it out, out of the balcony and just, like, <laughs> cracked. <laughs> just awful. Fucking awful. Like, everything about it just pissed me off to no end. They Capcom took a, a, a series and just raped it. Just, like, turned it into a fucking Michael Bay movie. Too many quick time and, events for you? Yeah, too many quick time events. And if you fail those quick time events, you, you have to start over. All over again. You're, like, watching a cutscene, and you're like, oh, this is a pretty long cutscene. Quick time event. And if you fail that quick time event, you die. And you have to restart all over again. Just fucking garbage. Garbage. <coughs> Not to mention the story takes, itel- takes itself way too seriously. Uh, fucking, they, the final boss. Oh my god, the final boss. I have, okay, spoilers, I have to shoot spoilers. the... Spoilers. Oh, who, who fucking cares? Uh, <laughs> you have to shoot this giant bug-eyed creature, and it's like, okay, I want to kill it, but, oh shit, I don't have any ammo, because this game is ammo scarce. Oh, fucking garbage. Garbage. Just <laughs> garbage. Fucking atrocious. So I'm I'm taking from it you don't like the game? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> well, it's not as bad as everyone says it is. It's actually worse than what people are actually making it out to be. <laughs> All right, good choice, good choice. Mine would have to be Battleship, the game from the movie... For the PS. Oh, you actually paid money to play that. I was gonna do a review on it. I was like, "This is the worst game ever." And then someone beat me to the review because I thought it was gonna be a scarce title. Nope, everyone already knew about it. <laughs> I haven't played that. Can you describe why it's your worst pick of the year? Uh, it's it's an FPS game with no feedback whatsoever. So you have to imagine it's just your basic cookie-cutter FPS where you go around shooting the same bad guy over and over again. And uh, you get some kind of variety with, like, naval battles. It's kind of like what I was saying with Assassin's Creed, how it's like, it's better because it's got naval battles. This game is kind of worse for having naval battles. <laughs> Even though it's a, it's a game based on fucking Battleship. So basically, every now and then, uh, you got to maneuver ships into position to advance the the FPS segment of the game. And they're like, all right, here's a, here's a bunch of power-ups you want for, like, killing all these enemies. Because, like, you go through the game, you shoot a bunch of guys, they drop power-ups. And the power-ups aren't for you, they're for the ships. Well, you get too many fucking power-ups. So already they're spamming you with too much, like, extra help. You have no need for all this shit. And then if you have, like, a full deck of cards, it's basically, like, holographic cards... That you can plug. Oh in. my god! Yeah, it's, like you have a little Savnat phone that you can plug the cards into. One of these cards is enough to win you the game. It's completely ridiculous. It takes way too long to sink a ship. There's no variety, no lips, no lip syncing. All the characters, all the humans, they have their faces covered, so they didn't have to do any lip syncing. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Liam Neeson looked at this and he's like, "Fuck that! I'm not going to be in this game." He, he took the smart thing by dying early. 
there's a fucking unbalanced weaponry. The weapons have no feel to them whatsoever. Like, you expect the alien weapons to have, like, different feels. Like, maybe this one will be the shotgun because it's basically the scatter shot is what it's called when you pick it up or something like that. Doesn't do anything. The machine gun doesn't do anything. Your best bet is to pistol whip people up close. <laughs> Where's my money, bitch? Where's my money? You, you will have better luck pistol whipping people or just run and gunning with the sniper rifle. Like, literally, nothing works right in the game. It's beautiful to look at, though. <laughs> Where's my money, bitch? Where's my money? <laughs> I can just picture that. So I went back to the... That's basically what I did. I went back to the GameStop and I beat him with the cartridge until they gave me back my money. <laughs> oh, good, good choice. Good choice. And that that is a good choice. Uh, you, and you are brave, sir, for having to endure this crap. Yeah. You, you are very brave, sir. I don't want to talk about it. Can we move on? Uh, biggest disappointment of 2012. Michael Bay is back to direct Transformers, the second trilogy. <laughs> oh, man. There's Th- that... Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go, go ahead, go ahead. There's a, there, there's raping a corpse, and then there's spitting on the corpse, lighting fire to the corpse, then shitting on the corpse... And then proceeding to rape the corpse. <laughs> All the while filled with explode, gas bomb explosions. <laughs> well, you, you're not excited for Marky Mark? Come on. Oh, I love Marky Mark. What? No. I just don't... I'm not excited for this trilogy. Not again. It's going to be like fucking... Uh, the. It's going to be like... What? Okay, it's going to be like the new Star Wars trilogy. Except horribly, horribly worse. I don't know how to explain You got fucking Michael Bay, who did okay with the first movie. The first movie was actually good. Uh, he tried to squeeze one out in, like, record time for the summer 2009 release for the second movie, with disastrous results. Oh my god, the second one is just... Is just... It is like, it's like going into a Holocaust camp. <laughs> it is like the textbook example of what not to do for a movie. Like, literally, play for play, it's just like, hey, you want to make a movie? Well, rule number one, don't, do, don't try to write a movie without writers. Uh, don't try to write a movie within two days, because that's what you... Yeah, don't, and don't, like, take, like, don't have your writers send you the script, and then say, not good enough, and then make changes on your own, because that's what happened. Well, that and he had, like, not even a draft, not even an outline. He had 20 pages of ideas from uh, Orksy and Roberts, right? So he's like, 20 pages of ideas? I got a three-hour movie the next day. That's what he did. He said, oh, shit, the writer's strike is on? Well, to get this movie out in time, I'm going to have to have a script by uh, 3 o'clock. So that's what he did. He took the ideas they had outlined them real quick, and filled in the rest with his own drabness. So, fucking Revenge of the Fallen, textbook example of how not to do a movie. Uh, the and, it's such a, and it's such a shame, because I thought that... 
after watching the movie, I thought that Kurtzman and Ortsy were horrible writers when that's not the case. They like, have seen their other work, and yeah. it's much better than this. They had, they had like, one and a half percent. I dare even say one percent. They had, like, a half like, percent input on the script. Because, because I look at this, and I'm like, this was no way that the same guys who wrote Prime... No. Uh... Not did this? No, no. I thought no I thought Dark of the Moon was slightly better, uh, just slightly. It was a better effort. But now coming full circle back to the biggest disappointment for me for 2012 is the announcement of a second trilogy by Michael Bay, who said after the third movie was out, I'm done. You can't get any more out of me, except if you slap me with a billion dollars. <laughs> oh my god. Um, well, I, I would have to say biggest uh, disappointment of 2012, uh, Resident Evil 6. Because <laughs> cause I was like, I read the reviews. I was like, no way could this game be as bad as people are telling me. Like, it's Resident Evil, man. Like, it's like you take it or leave it. Like they, I was like, no way would a company throw this much money into a, into a, into a game and have it turn out to be this bad. No way. And then I played it, and I'm like... This is bullshit. <laughs> it, it was like, it was, I think, okay, it's kind of a tie between Mass Effect 3 and uh, Resident Evil 6. Because mm-hmm. I, cause I fucking hate Mass Effect 3. I think that, that, that game took, uh, really ruined the series for me. And not just because of the ending, because like it was just all around a poorly written, just a poorly developed and, and poorly developed game. Like they tried cramming so much into into the game because like oh this is the final game and we have to cram in so many fucking subplots and all this other DLC bullshit that when it came to the ending they didn't know what to do they didn't know how to wrap up the story and that's why and that's why the ending was so shit it's the final game yeah. until it does really well and then you're forced to make a sequel by the company and you know with like I said with Resident Evil 6 I heard like you know Capcom threw so much money into this game hyped it up it's like this is going to be like return to to our roots, and what do they do? They make it into a fucking Call of Duty game, and it's just, just fuck it. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of uh, God, there was a lot of moments in there where it's just like, okay, it's going to be a cutscene. Wait, helicopter crash, hit A, hit A. And then you you have to save the helicopter, and then you crash into a building, and then. Oh no, I'm surrounded by zombies. And now, and now it's the title sequence. Okay. Uh, most disgraceful use of a loved property. Uh, just to vary my answer a bit, I'm going to say Star Wars The New Trilogy. Yes! <laughs> Thank you! Thank you! Thank you, God. I don't know how this is going to turn out. I imagine uh, Disney's going to take great care. The the writer seems to be very respectful of the material, but there's just no magic there, man. I don't think anyone cares for a new trilogy. Yeah, yeah because like, who in the right mind said when they were watching Return, when they were watching Return of the Jedi, you know what would would make this movie better? Another another sequel. Shit, and Sam Jackson saying he wanted to return. I heard that story. What? You fucking died. <laughs> How do you come back? He yeah. fucking died in in Sith. He uh, he was electrocuted with purple lightning, and he was thrown off a building. That's an average day for Sam Jackson. <laughs> well, I, I, 
like I, I'm sorry, but Disney to me does not have a good track record when it comes to intellectual properties that they buy. Cough, cough, Doug. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's 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 mostly like, hey, that's that's a very novelty thing. But even this is a horse George Lucas didn't want to touch, and this is the dude who made the Star Wars Connect game. <laughs> well, to be fair, he did. Uh, he did. Uh, he he has gone on record saying that he despises the Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> Still, even he said, "I'm done. No more need for another trilogy." So, when when the man who has thoroughly raped this corpse says, <laughs> "I'm done." <laughs> Then uh, leave it be, people. Make some animated series that, or something. And that's that's the problem with uh, Disney. It's like they're just like throwing directors' name le- le- directors' names left and right, uh, getting writers to write this new trilogy when they don't even have a fucking idea what it's going to be about, and just George Lucas throwing his hands up, saying, "Okay, I fucking give up. You you own the rights now. I don't fucking care about Star Wars anymore. Leave me alone." <laughs> Cut me my check for two billion. I have a country to buy. You know what? Uh, but I will give him credit. I mean, he did give half that money to charity, which is you know noble thing to do. That that is balls, dog balls. <laughs> so, who knows? Maybe, maybe it'll be good. I mean, I I think it'll be good. I just I just don't see anyone caring at this point. <laughs> but I'm I'm scared that it's going to turn out like like John Carter. <sighs> John Carter from Mars, yeah. Well, Look, if that if that that's the be. worst, if that's the worst, then that can happen. And fine, so be it. At least it was a decent looking movie. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, most embarrassing company to say you're a fan of in 2012. Marvel. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> we are so on the same level today. I fucking hate all these relaunches. Oh, you don't like spoiler people who, do, who those who fucking care. You don't like Spider-Man and Doc Ock switching bodies. Uh, I'm okay with it. It's <laughs> it's just another comic book convention. They they do this kind of thing all the time. It's it's not what kind of story they're telling. It's it's the thing of this is Spider-Man dying, and this time it's different. And no, it's no, not. No, you, the reason for that is like, oh, we need to get rid of Peter Parker because issue 700 of Amazing Spider-Man is the last issue of Amazing Spider-Man ever, and they're going to replace it with, quote-unquote, superior Spider-Man, which is a darker and grittier Spider-Man that isn't Peter Parker. Which is bullshit. Bullshit. How many ways can I say it? I can say bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. It. Not the right fucking way to do things. That's not Spider-Man. Spider-Man's the lighthearted book. Yeah, that's my problem. It's like, I hate this idea where comic book writers are like, oh, you know what, a character isn't worth shit if they're not dark and gritty. I fucking hate that idea. I really do. I do too. Because, because Peter Parker, you know, to me he was, he was this, he was this kid who made a bad decision, cost him his uncle's life, he learned from his mistake, and he's like, you know what, I want to be a better person. That's his entire fucking story, and that's why he's so relatable, because we all make mistakes, we all regret them, and we all learn from them, and we all want to be better people. But this is garbage. This is horseshit. I, I fucking hate this convention of gotta relaunch the books every five years or three years now. I hate how, like, 
some of these crossovers have gotten way out of control. It's the thing with toning the books down to being or toning the books to be way darker than they should be. You're, lo- <laughs> you're losing character. You're damaging character. You're just not getting the same effect from the characters. It's pissing me off. I mean, some of these books, they have really great writers on them. And they can tell really good stories, which is why I stick around. But it's the whole thing of, like, you know, the company decision. We got we to gotta shift the tone of the book this way or change the story so it goes in this direction to set it up for another event, a company-wide event. And it's like, you guys hired these writers because they are so good at what they do. Do not tell them to take the book in that direction just for the sake of a fucking crossover. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's really stupid. And Tony Stark, that iconic look is now gone. Now his armor is fucking yellow and black. Ugh. It <clears throat> looks like shit. Looks like dog shit. I was really pissed about the uh, the whole decision to cancel Deadpool. The the original run that Daniel Way was doing where it was Deadpool with the multiple voices in his head. Because that was a genius take. And that was doing so... Oh, you mean the only version of Deadpool I actually liked where he is supposed to be a fucking crazy person and not this dumb goofball of a character? Yeah. He was doing so well with that run, and I loved every issue. And it, and Daniel Weiss said personally in like the final letter, well, this is it for Deadpool for now. Uh, I can't wait to see what these other guys do. Hopefully someday I'll, I'll get back on this book and we'll... We'll pick up where we left off because he had more stories to tell and they didn't give him a chance to finish it because they had a fucking relaunch in mind for Marvel now. And Yeah, he's like, yeah, fuck Deadpool being a crazy person. Let's have him fight a T-Rex. Cause people like dinosaurs, right? Oh, yeah, they love dinosaurs. And they, and they love seeing Nixon getting kicked in the nuts and Checkers being shot in the head. Although that is cool. I will give him that. And what about the X-Men? No, don't get me started on the fucking X-Men, what they're doing with that fucking I book. was, I was bailing out right at the time. I it's like, what, what, is, what is Cyclops' motivation? Is he evil? Is he good? Is he dead? Is he alive? Is he fucking crazy? Is he, did he switch bodies? Did he switch bodies with someone else? Doc, Doc Ock has got a timeshare in his, his mind, I bet you. <laughs> Grant Morrison, when he took over the book and made it new X-Men in 2001... And he started writing the characters. He made it so Cyclops was a guy that was growing into his position as leader of the X-Men. He realized that what Charles Xavier says and what he has to do as a team leader were two completely different things. And I loved it. It was a brilliant take. That's also around the time Emma Frost, who's actually one of my favorite X-Men, started to become a major player. And it was a brilliant setup because now you have a dynamic on the X-Men where you have... um, the not-so-sweet girl-next-door character of Jean Grey, replaced by the cheerleading bitch of Emma Frost. Oh, and I, like, and I did like their, uh, their, uh, their affair. That was, a, that was a clever idea. That was, as being psychic and all that? That was genius. Yeah. And I, I just love the concept of now you have Emma Frost on the team as the love interest, and Cyclops, as the leader, is the only one who trusts her, while everyone else around them is just like, no, 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 no. She, she's a conniving, you know, money-hungry so-and-so, yada, yada, whatever. Love that dynamic. And I'm glad throughout all these books it has sustained. But I just fucking hate how they can't keep Cyclops as one guy. It's either, all right, 
I'm now the leader of this branch of X-Men, and I will take Magneto with me, and we will go save all these mutants. We will stop the destruction of the mutant race. Except, Oh, yeah, because listening to Magneto is a great idea, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, totally. He, he's a redeemable, totally not Osama Bin Laden-type character. <laughs> it's like, no, no, he, do, he totally doesn't see humans as worthless and, and mutants being the master race. No, no, not, no, not no. at all. <laughs> no, but what I wanted to say is the, where they lost me was the goddamn Avengers versus X-Men crossover. Oh, fuck that book. Fuck that book gently with a, ja- with a chainsaw. Not even gently. <laughs> not even. Don't, don't give it that southern comfort, sir. That, that whole thing of being a 12-part crossover, that should have been, at best, four. Maybe five, five books. The concept seemed intriguing, bringing back the Phoenix Force. Like, it had been a really long time. Like, almost, or just about ten years since we've seen the Phoenix Force. And now it's like, alright, it's coming back. Uh, it's going to inhabit Rachel, Rachel Summers, or Rachel Gray, whatever they called her. The reincarnation of Jean Gray. We all know who it is, alright? Gene! <laughs> Tear down that. the left eye through the visor. Gene, as I look at a sunset. So, we all, we all know she's fucking Jean Grey reincarnated, alright? You're not fooling anyone. But the thing is, you had that bullshit thing of, oh no, the Phoenix Force split off, and now the X-Men have each a piece of the Phoenix powers. And now this is going to drag on for six more issues. Buy our shit! I couldn't take it. I was like, you motherfuckers are doing this to me intentionally to make me quit you. <laughs> oh, man. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> so, I take it you're not going to buy issue 700 of Spider-Man? Oh, no, I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> Uh, it'd be interesting to see how it ends. Anyway, moving on. Best way to fuck up a video gaming. Mm, locked content on a disc. Yes! That was my pick as well. God damn, we're on a roll here. <laughs> okay, uh... If not that, then let's let's say because uh, we got, that's my that's my that's my pick. Yeah, lock content on a disc is a big yeah. Like Ashura's Wrath. Oh my god, that pissed me off hearing about that. Um, <laughs> like lower end video games that lock out features on a game that should really be accessible to the at the very beginning of a game. Yeah, I mean, like like I said, I went on this rant about Tekken Attack uh, Tournament Two having locked characters on the disc. And people were giving them a pass because it was free. Bullshit. Just what? because it's free doesn't mean it's like we should give them a pass because the content is already on the disc. Why is it locked? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, what about... It's, it's this thing about like in some games, some very low-end budget games that are like trying to be the next Modern Warfare. What they do is uh, when they set up the, the PvP or the multiplayer... They say uh, you have to rank up to achieve different skills. And on some of these, it's like if you want to do multiplayer matches with friends, if you want to have friends join your team, you have to be like level 30. Oh, my God. So it's like, well, first of all, I have to convince a friend to get the game and then spend enough time on the game to get to level 30. 
Oh, don't get me started on uh, War for uh, Fall of Cybertron. It's like, hey, all these extra characters already on the disc, but they're DLC. Pay us money. Oh, and it's only uh, two expansion packs, too, which really wasn't enough. <clears throat> and what was it? Like, none of these characters are available for, like, single-player stories. It's like, that's fine, but I'm not a huge multiplayer fan. I barely touch multiplayer on games as it is. Oh, you same as here. I only play single player. Multiplayer can go fuck itself. Yeah, it, unless it's like a really clever concept, like when you do, uh, you know what? Like Wind Waker had a really cool one where you connected your GBA to the GameCube and used your fairy as like a, another player. <laughs> that's that's kind of smart. It was a cool concept, but yeah, no, just hor- horrible, horrible locking out content on a disc. <laughs> For me, for you, um, what else, what else? Oh, 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 uh, announcing, announcing, like, version two of the game, like, three months later. Oh, Capcom, you silly billies. Son of a bitch, Capcom. All right, Street Fighter for, Street Fighter 4 came out, that was cool. It was, like, a year ago. No, no, I will, I will defend Super Street Fighter 4 because, like, this was, this is what Street Fighter 4 should have fucking been. No, no. The characters we wanted to, we wanted in the game, all that shit. That, that's was, a good that's example, though. That, this is my good example is Street Fighter 4. It was a good game. It, and it had, like, really well-balanced roster. Everything was cool about the game. Uh, it was, like, a year later that they said Super Street Fighter 4. It's like, not only that, but at the reduced price... It's going to be a better game uh, for all of those things that you want, but you don't want to pay all the bundled DLC for. That was cool. That was a good example. Uh, however. Oh, and then <laughs> five months later. With Marvel vs. Capcom 3. No, no, no you forgot uh, a Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition. Oh, yeah. That's five nice. months later. Five fucking months later. It's like, so, uh, was this in the works? Was this something you just decided to slap an arcade label on? Can I enter oh, the Oh, and they just, they, just, they just raped it. They, like, characters that were once good in, in Super are shit in Arcade Edition. Not to mention they just came out with another patch, version 2012, because, you know, I still want to play this fucking piece of shit in 2012, right? <laughs> so, unnecessary sequels are, are pretty bad. Um, I actually, I actually did like Marvel vs. Capcom 3's, uh, edition when they put out the second disc, or the second version of the game. It's yeah, like, Ultimate, like, I, I like that, I will defend that, because I think that was well done, but the problem was, it it came out, like, what, six months. months after yeah. that? <laughs> it was, it was a matter of bad timing on that one. Yeah, but, really bad but, on that one. Uh, the plan- but I understood, I understood why they couldn't make it a patch, because of the tsunami, and, you know, it was a complete overhaul of the game. It wasn't just a Well, I, like, I, patch. Think, I think it was a really, you know, smart thing, adding, like, 16, 12 or 16 new characters and new maps, and at least for that time, a very different patched version of online multiplayer. At least they fixed Sentinel, thank God. Yeah. Rocket Raccoon was on uh, Ultimate, which was pretty damn cool. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I don't, I don't fucking like Rocket Raccoon, but I found him to be a funny character. It's, you know, it's things like that, that that just make it worthwhile. It's just like all these new characters, new maps. You you patch the uh, online as best you could. That's that's definitely a pickup. Like 
if I hadn't already bought the previous version, I would I would get this version type of deal. I like that one. We're getting but too yeah. serious. But but like it, so we we both agree that on disc lock content and and fucking super ultra remix editions of games are bad. Yeah, like if you're, it's like horrible sequelitis. If you don't want to pay for it online, you might as well pay for it offline. Okay, so moving on, character I would have liked to see most most in the Call of Duty uh, live action trailer. Uh, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> really? Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I would love to see Bill Cosby. He's walking around. Talking about Putin. <laughs> you see, the kids, they listen to the rap music. It gives them the brain damage. <laughs> and, then you, and, then you, and then you see a care package. He's like, release the Pikachus. And it's all Pikachu care package. Awesome. I would fucking buy that. <laughs> it's raining lightning and thunder, man. And it's got a high cute. Japanese style voice. <laughs> Fucking eat it, Hans. Uh, but why Morgan Freeman? Uh, have you heard the man narrate a movie? <laughs> Every time I narrate a movie, I get a freckle. <laughs> <laughs> that bullet ripped through the boy's head faster than I can remember. But when I look back on it, it was as slow as molasses. <laughs> I think Morgan Freeman as just like your your basic field general, the guy who who looks back over the battlefield and, and talks about it. People would stop and stare. Both sides of the battlefield would just go, "That's fucking Morgan Freeman." Is Amy <laughs> Dufresne here? Is there a tunnel out of this Shawshank prison? <laughs> get busy killing or get busy dying. <laughs> I just love Morgan Freeman and everything. He's actually, he's like the quintessential actor that, that can do no wrong in whatever movie. I, I loved him in Wanted, despite how horribly <laughs> cat he was. Shoot this motherfucker! <laughs> like, language, Morgan. <laughs> that was the first time he actually sweared in any movie, and that's what made it so funny. No, it sounds actually, so awkward. It was in Shawshank. He sweared his head off in Shawshank. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was like, motherfucker! <laughs> Shoot this motherfucker! Love that line. That that was a piece of shit movie, but that line alone was worth it. Yeah. Fucking worth it. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, best movie of the year. Hmm... I don't know. Like, I loved Avengers, but I'm going to have to say Iron Sky. Hmm, interesting choice. Do, do, do explain, sir. Iron Sky is a movie about uh, astronauts who go to the moon to explore the dark side to look for something called Helium-3. So Helium-3 is a resource that's basically the new alternative to energy. And while they're up there... Uh, German Nazis shoot one of the astronauts and they drag the other astronaut back to their Nazi base on the dark side of the moon, which is in the shape of a giant swastika. (laughs) So as, you know, as they're uh, dragging the guy 
to their secret Nazi moon base, shaped like a giant swastika, uh, you find out that at the end of World War II, these Nazis were finding out that they were going to lose the, you know, the war. So they decided to launch ships to the moon where they could hide out and regroup and rebuild their numbers until they were ready to come back. So they Oh my god. Stephen yeah. Colbert was right. They should have <laughs> nuked the moon when they had the chance. <laughs> but thank god they didn't because it gets better. They find out once they uh, take the mask off the one astronaut that uh, they captured who they think is an American spy. It turns out to be uh, this black dude. And they're like, oh my god, it's a Negro. What's a Negro doing on the moon? I thought uh, the Americans sent these guys to be killed first. Yada, yada. All, it's this really black comedy. Haha, <laughs> black. With all these <laughs> racist jokes. So they're like, well, we'll take the Negro and we'll make him better. So they do the Michael Jackson to him. They give him skin. <laughs> they give him blonde hair. They give him blue eyes, and they dress him up in a swastika Nazi outfit, and uh, they basically say, you are our new ambassador for Earth. You're coming back with us. Uh, he goes back with a couple of the Nazis. One of them is this uh, blonde, beautiful little school teacher woman, and it turns out on, <laughs> on, on Earth in New York City, uh, the Nazi, the Nazi uh, what was it, propaganda that they first spoke when they were coming into power is a big hit among the, all the New Yorkers and Americans. So it turns out Nazi propaganda is fashionable. So, <laughs> so the school teacher and the, uh, the mission leader become like all these huge political people and they start, you know, becoming really prominent. And in the meantime, the black astronaut who got the skin job uh, is now a crazy man on the street shouting about how moon Nazis turned him into a white man. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so the movie just goes on about how like these Nazis are going to take over the world, but they really came to Earth to find computers because computers are what's going to launch their dreadnoughts back on the moon. So they uh they get caught up in this mission about becoming these really powerful political people and uh the school teacher lady sides with uh the astronaut guy and the Americans saying, oh, my God, that's what Hitler really was. Because on the moon, she was propaganda about how Hitler was going to unite the world and everything. But later she finds out it's a different take. So she sides uh, with the Americans. And her, uh, her comrade, who was also her fiancé, is like, well, if that's the way you're going to be it, then I'm just going to take all these computer laptops back to the moon, launch all the dreadnoughts, and we're going to bombard are the fucking hell out of the earth, and it's going to be one big happy fourth right. So, uh, oh, by the way, it's an alternate universe where Sarah Palin is the president. <laughs> so Sarah Palin, being the paranoid person that she is, uh, spent all the money that was supposed to be for the Iraq war in this version of the universe uh, for, uh, for spaceships. So she basically builds herself a star fleet of ships and they go and have an epic space battle against the Nazi dreadnought ships in space. Beautiful fucking movie. <laughs> well, I can't beat that. I was just gonna say Avengers, but I can't. I can't beat. I can't beat that. Iron Sky, people, watch Iron Sky. 
I, I can't. You, you got me there. We're just gonna say Avengers, and because I, I fucking like that movie. I mean, it was it was dumb. It was big. It was dumb. But you know what? I liked it. You know it. It it makes me think of what Marvel could do with its comics if it had competent writers. No, they're all competent. They're really no, no. Competent. I mean, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Not competent. I mean, if if it if it had people behind the scenes that actually let the writers write. It's it it. I don't want to keep coming back to it, but I'm just going to say it's more of marketing than it is writing right now, which is terrible. Because early 2000 Marvel had really great writers that were doing their own thing, and they did amazing. That's all I'm going to say on it. Okay, so we talked about best movie. What about worst movie? I didn't see too many movies this year, but I'm I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say worst movie, but most disappointing movie. Uh, uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Oh, really? Oh, come on, dude. I, I like that movie. The Dark Knight Rises was a little overblown, a little too much. Plot holes were kind of unescapable for me. Could not... But it, was, but it wasn't, wasn't, a, wasn't a bad movie, dude. It wasn't, like, Spider-Man 3 bad. No, that's why it's not the worst movie of 2012. It's just the most disappointing. Personal preference. Because you can't really... For, for a movie trilogy that bases itself on being ultra-realistic. You cannot suspend Bruce Wayne's broken back in a noose and then slap him on the back to get that herniated disc back in place. <laughs> Didn't we already abandon realism when we had the stupid guy in the mask show up and talk about fucking freedom or whatever bullshit he was speaking about? <laughs> Pain. Oh, Bane. Bane, Bane. I like Bane. Bane. Bane was awesome, dude. He was fucking awesome. I didn't. I didn't like the progression because it basically went in your first movie. You got your ultra badass in Rache Al Ghul. You can't talk. No, it's, no, it's, no. He was well in that movie. It was basically it's teacher versus student. The student <laughs> has to become, has to surpass his teacher. That was like that's a really cool concept. You guys did it really well. The second one, it was all about the Joker. That. There's no way to even explain how well they did that because that movie is just a movie for like all ages. I believe for sure that movie will withstand the test of time. It's definitely one of the top 100 movies of all time just because of how well it was executed. Now the thing is, when you do the third movie, a lot of pressure was from the studios to you know put in the Riddler, and Christopher Nolan was like, "No, I don't want to do the Riddler. I want to do a different villain." And so he went with Bane. I'm like, "That's cool. Bane is an interesting." character but, but the thing is when you have a character in the previous movie like the joker who is just ultra badass and sets the bar so high you can't have a character like bane who literally has no personality other than that he's the henchman doing the work of someone else and he talks kind of yeah, funny that's, 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 that, that, that's what pissed me off because he was so charismatic so competent so so well written as a character and then you find out why he's doing it and he's like God damn it, why can't, for once, why can't he just be the main villain for once? For once. He was still the fucking henchman. Still. That's what pissed me off. That was, that's what really made me mad, because his performance was so good. Tom Hardy, I fucking loved him as Bane. He was awesome. I, I loved him. I loved him in Inception. He was incredible in Inception. 
I, I, I really like, I really like Bane, and then the revelation where, oh, he was a henchman all along. I'm like, God damn it, God fucking damn it. <laughs> and plus, what was it? Miriam Coltard as the daughter of Rachel Ghoul. And it was just like, I saw that coming a fucking mile away, dude. You can't have her in a movie just for 20 minutes. Just because I, okay, it's Christopher fucking Nolan. When he did Inception, he had pretty much the same cast of characters. Mine is Christian Bale. So, like, everyone's there. It's like Inception fucking 2 all of a sudden. <laughs> so it's just like, okay, Miriam Coltart. Who did she play? Oh, she played the, like, secret villain, main final protagonist in Inception. What is she playing in this movie? What? She's playing the secret villain final protagonist, also slash love interest? No. It, I saw oh, shit. I forgot that she was his wife in the first in Inception. Yeah. Fuck. Forgot that. Nolan does a brilliant job, but the thing was that's disappointing me is he didn't bury his cast at all. I I know he he makes really good smart choices when it comes to casting his movies, but the problem is doing these two movies back to back, first Inception and then The Dark Knight Rises. He pretty much used the same characters or the same actors for almost the same characters, and it's like further much further down the line when we view his work separately, like. The Dark Knight trilogy as one unique work. It's going to be fun. It's going to be brilliant. It's going to be masterful. But as of right now, just watching it go from uh, he did Batman Begins, and then he did that Wolverine versus Batman movie about the two magicians. I forget what it was called. The Pledge. There we go. <laughs> With the cloning machine. Spoiler. Yeah, the cloning machine. <laughs> oh, that was stupid. That was really fucking stupid. Ziggy Stardust was. Uh, the fucking inventor. Oh my god. That stupid fucking movie. The thing that the thing Nolan kept consistently doing was using the same actors over and over again. Michael Caine did like a a royal flush sweep of five movies with Christopher fucking Nolan. It's like Martin Scorsese, how he keeps casting Leonardo DiCaprio and everything. Why well, I don't know why, because he ain't that good of an actor to be honest. Oh, no, I, I, I don't completely agree with that. I just think the th- things that Scorsese asks DiCaprio to do sometimes is like, fucking, really, him? You want him to play Howard Hughes? Okay. But the thing is... That, 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 that's his thing now. He's like the go-to guy to play any historical figure. He was J. Edgar, he was uh, Howard Hughes, and now he's uh, the great Gatsby. <laughs> Son of a bitch, don't get me started. Let, let me please finish this rant. <laughs> go on, sir. So... The thing that's kind of like hindering Nolan in my time is that he keeps casting the same people for almost the exact same things. So he has what's called Kevin Smith syndrome. Well, Kevin Smith knows it's a fucking joke, though. He knows. Come on. That's that's why the man is good. That's why he's moving. Oh, that's so funny. It's it's because... Please don't tell me that uh, Jason Mew's character in Zack and Miri is not Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. Come on, don't, don't tell me that. It. He admits it. <laughs> That's based on a story that actually happened to Muse. I know why Kevin Smith did. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, what? Because my mind had a little brain fart right there. I'm just boiling it down, because this is getting way the fuck out of control now. 
<laughs> we're not even an hour in, and we're just, like, at each other's throats. <laughs> I think the problem that really hindered Christopher Nolan's Batman finale was the fact that his casting was predictable. Once you knew who he was using, you could... You could guess right away. Oh, Miriam Coltard is not really, you know, who she says she is. She's going to be the main villain. Ta-da! Guess what? I was right. That's what really hurt the movie, in my opinion, a lot. Plus the whole fact of time-wise in the movie, he had Batman gone for like eight years. A little too much, in my opinion, because when he finally brought Batman back, and the whole time he was there before he got taken out by Bane and disappeared again for six months... Batman was, like, in movie time. He existed in Gotham City for a span of two weeks. (laughs) So it's that complaint of, there's this Batman movie with no no fucking Batman. It's more of a character piece of Bruce Wayne. And there were some clever bits. I like how... But at least with Nolan, he developed Bruce Wayne. He actually went to his origin in the trilogy and actually developed him as a character as opposed to fucking Tim Burton who was like, oh, people don't need to know about his story. One flashback will do. He, did, you know, he, he had all his money stolen. I thought that was great. It's just like Batman's facing some real challenges now. He's up against a guy that he can't simply beat up or put the fear into. That's really great. But in movie time, I'm feeling I'm not feeling it when you say Batman's gone for eight years. Then he's suddenly back for two weeks, and now he's suddenly gone for six months to be back for one day and quote-unquote die. That just did not sit right with me. Uh, you know, it did. You know, it, it. It's a flawed movie, but at the same time, it's not a bad movie. I, I, I didn't it's not, go out. I, it's definitely not my worst movie. It's, it's just a, I'm disappointed by the movie. Uh, but yeah, it's still a good movie. One, we didn't even get to yours yet, did we? Oh, yeah, we didn't, because you went on this fucking rant, dude. I was like, should I stop him? Should I stop him? Fucking stop him. Don't you fucking stop him. Go ahead. Well, my worst movie is obviously a Kevin James movie. Here, here comes the boom. It's like he... Oh, like, I, I, I don't know why he keeps doing this. I don't know why Kevin James s- says to himself, you know what? People like Zookeeper, right? So I'll make make the exact same fucking movie again, except this time I'll make it about MMA instead of zoo animals. I never saw Here Comes the Boom. It, it, it's just piece of shit. Just it looked interesting. Garbage. Just, just garbage. It, piece of shit movie. About Alex Cross or any of the Medea movies. Oh, don't get me started on fucking Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry can just go fuck himself as well. But like, I because I didn't see I didn't I never I've never seen a Medea movie and I've never seen Alex Cross. But I did see Here Comes the Boom. I par- I pirated it, but you know whatever. I'm not gonna pay money to see this shit uh, on in a theater. But I saw it and it was a gigantic piece of elven dung. Just shit. Just just horseshit. Fucking horseshit. I never saw it. it. I actually found the concept interesting just because Kevin James in an MMA fight. It, it seemed like an interesting but, setup. But it's edited. It's edited so badly. It's like every time you tr- every time someone tries to punch him, it cuts away. Because, you know, God forbid Kevin James takes a punch to the face. Hmm. Interesting. Now I'm going to have to see the movie. <laughs> Don't. Uh, if you're going to see it, pirate it. Don't Thanks pay for the recommendation. <laughs> Don't, pay- Don't pay money to see this shit. Don't! <laughs> and buying on eBay now. 
Uh, fuck you, Xavier. <laughs> uh, okay, biggest scandal of 2012. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, 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 I, I, I picked Elmo. Oh, the Elmo that, set, yeah. That, that, oh that my was, god, yeah. That, that creeped me out. The, it gets more disturbing the more you think about it, because you have this guy who openly admitted that he's gay. And then you have this kid come out and say, "Yeah, he, we had uh, phone sex and all that shit." And and Kevin and and, and Kevin Clash, it, like, pays him money to keep his mouth shut, but he doesn't. And then more people come up and and, and come out and say it, and he resigns. And I'm like, "Oh God, he did it! He fucking did it!" <laughs> <laughs> because if you're gonna pay someone money to keep their mouth shut. It's clear that you did it. It is clear that you kind of did it because it makes you look guilty. Because I don't know why he didn't just come on and say, "Uh, I didn't fucking do that shit. I mean, just go on Howard Stern and say you didn't do that shit. Or go on The Daily Show and say you didn't do that shit. I mean, he didn't have to pay the guy fucking $160 billion to keep his mouth shut. Yeah. Yeah, that is a bad one. What else is there? The whole Hogan sex tape. Oh, you know what? Uh, it's still ongoing, even though it's going back a, like a year or two now. Uh, but it's still ongoing, so I count it as relevant for this year. But it is the uh, the United Kingdom uh, tabloid scandal going on with uh, Rupert Murdoch creating stories for his newspapers so they make money. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that was uh, oh god when they discovered that shit it it. Shit hit the fan hard, like, and the sun, like how the sun yeah got, like this got canceled, didn't it? Yeah, it's it's going under. It how they hacked uh, a missing schoolgirl's phone and kept deleting oh, yeah. her text messages. Yeah, yeah, just that was so disturbing. the family could send more text messages, and and then it turned out she was dead the whole time. But she was get like the sun was giving false hope to the family, so that way they can keep reporting on the story. That that was a huge scandal. And that is awful. Just awful. Uh, yeah, it just goes to show like how far people will go for for news. Like if you're, you know, you know, giving the family false hope and saying your daughter's alive when she's been dead for like what a year. I don't know at that. I don't know how long she she had been departed at that point. But yeah, it was just and someone just finding her cell phone and and just like giving them the, these false text messages and deleting them and ugh, disturbing. Well, no, no, they were just deleting the text messages from the family so that way they could keep refreshing and getting new text messages and report on what the family was saying. That was just like you people are fucking going to a level of hell that <laughs> I don't know about. Like not like how far. It's it's what it begs the question of how far will you go to to get that story? Right. I think I think Russell Crowe did a movie like that. Oh, the the, the newsroom does it. Uh, I think that's a fantastic show where it just goes to. It's like how far will you go to uh, report the news? Mm-hmm. I think that's a fanta- I think that's a fucking great show. If you haven't watched it yet, go watch it. That's great. Says that to me. <laughs> yeah, newsroom people, watch it. <laughs> it's on HBO. Uh, anyway, person of the year. Hmm. Let's 
say, I don't know. Uh, give me a second. Keisha? No, not Keisha. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Who do you think? Oh, uh, Stephen Colbert. Stephen that's Colbert. My, yes, that's my that's my person of the year. Actually, you I, know what? I would. Um, George Lucas for giving away billions of dollars for charity. No, that is not. But but I I mean I picked Stephen Colbert because he fucking told people to go buy his book so he could uh, so they could uh, dwarf O'Reilly's books um, in in the sales, and I'm, I I love that. Yeah. If it if it gives if anyone gives the middle finger to O'Reilly, I love that. I fucking love that because it just goes to show like and I love I love the Colbert report because it just goes to show how how stupid like these the uh, most of these Republicans are with with his character where he's just so over the top, says these just insane things. Mhm. And then you find out, you look up Republicans, and they're like, oh, holy shit, they actually do believe this stuff. <laughs> they actually do believe that gays have no rights and that they shouldn't marry and that uh, Barack Obama is a Muslim and all this other bullshit. <laughs> uh, I also got whoever wrote the article for The Onion about uh, Kim Jong-un being voted sexiest man alive for 2012. <laughs> Brilliant, because the follow-up to that is China thought the article was real, published it in their papers, and followed it up with the 55-picture editorial. <laughs> what? Yep, that really happened. <laughs> How could it be this? You do realize, China, that uh, it's a joke, right? He's been dead for a year now. and No, not, you know, it's... no, no his son, Un. Oh, okay. I thought it was Kim Jong Il. Uh, <laughs> no, no, they, they were talking about his son. Like the article got published in the Onion. China took it very seriously, uh-huh. and ran with it. And then when uh, reporters told the paper, you know, this is a joke, right? They immediately pulled it, and they refused to answer any questions about it. Oh my! God. Complete blackout. <laughs> See, I did not know that. Um, that I think that's, that I think that's that, that's kind of stupid because you do realize it's a joke, right? I mean, Kim Jong Il's son. I mean, it's it's a joke, right? I mean, he's 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 ugly as fuck. That's kind of the joke, you know. They needed it explained to them. <laughs> it's like you're not sexy man, sexiest man alive. This this uh, pop star is. <laughs> Adele. <laughs> I would have loved that if she was voted sexiest woman of no, 2012. I would have loved it if she was voted sexiest man of 2012. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you, Adele. Congrats on having the baby. I know you're a huge fan of this podcast. <laughs> not, not really. <laughs> well, we did get uh, 100 downloads, so maybe some of those downloads were hers. So you never possibly, know. Possibly. <laughs> what other famous people can we mention to spike the ratings on here? Uh, our good, our good buddy Paul Eiding, who was very nice enough to to come on here. I, I should just put him as person of the year because Paul Eiding actually <laughs> your podcast. 
Yeah, he did actually come on here, and we did talk for two hours straight, so he was really nice. Very nice. Very fun guy to talk to. Very cool. Very nice. Paul Edding, yeah. you, you get my person of the year third place slot, too. And fuck Greg, Greg Berger. Fuck him up the ass. <laughs> You're not coming on. <laughs> did, you hear the, did you hear the interview where he said, fuck Greg, Greg Berger? No, I didn't. He actually said that on the podcast. Oh, Dude. Yes! <laughs> I hope they're friends, or else that's going to be really awkward. No, no, I mean, it, it was this whole joke, and, you know, I it, we were talking about this, and I was talking about Transformers, and he's like, I mentioned Greg Berger, and he's like, fuck Greg Berger! And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, if you haven't listened to it, it's up. The episode is up. It's been up for a week now, and if you haven't listened to it, then shame on you. Sorry, dude, I've been trying to knock out another uh, video. <laughs> But yeah, Paul, he's my person of the year. <laughs> uh, worst person of the year. <laughs> Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> not the not the heads of Marvel. No, because they can't really do any damage except to my psyche. <laughs> but definitely, uh, definitely him. Definitely Mitt Romney. Sorry, all you <laughs> Republicans, but Mitt Romney when he said. I don't care about forty-seven percent of the uh, people of America. That that kind of that kind of hurt. That kind of hurt because he was talking about some of you too. Not all of you guys out there are like in the top twenty percent of the wealthiest Americans. I'm sorry. He was talking about all of us. So that really. Hurt. Oh yeah, it is kind of fucking bullshit because yeah, Romney because he's just a fucking douche. The shit that he would come out and say in those debates, in those debates where he's like. I don't fucking care about the 47%. I mean, so what if the economy's bad? I mean, it's not my fault that people don't have jobs, even though he fucking... He was... Oh my god, Bain Capital. That was that really pissed me off when I found out about that, where he just went around the country laying people off with Bain Capital. Rush just... Limbaugh's uh, paranoid <laughs> diatribe about how the Dark Knight Rises is all about Mitt Romney being the bad guy. <laughs> Not really, come on. He believed it, and he spun it, and I laughed my <laughs> ass off, so uh, he gets my unintentional funniest douche of the year award. <laughs> no, but to me, Mitt Romney is like the worst person of 2012, because he was just going out of his way to say, well, we should cut funding for PBS, when I'm like, um, you do realize that the reason... Uh, kids are dumb these days because the school system is shit and not PBS because I think people learn uh, kids learn more from PBS than they do uh, from schools and that's kind of it's that's kind of yeah, yeah. It's, it's true and it's also the thing of like PBS is kind of essential for the kids it's like when you let a child watch television for the first time and adjust them to something outside of the little bubble you protect them from. Uh, PBS is kind of what you want to start them on. It's kind of essential, like breastfeeding and, you know, changing the diapers. Let them watch PBS. And that's what I love about Sesame Street is, like, it didn't talk down to kids. It it, it taught kids how to count, how to, the alphabet, all that stuff, but never talked down to them. And it's, it, like, it never, universal, it's, too. Yeah, and it's, and it's a non-profit organization, and, you know... 
I don't know why they they have to cut cut funding because they're they're a nonprofit organization and they've given tons of money to charity and all that stuff. But Mitt Romney doesn't Mitt Romney doesn't care. Mm-mm. He doesn't fucking care. The the funny thing is too, his Twitter account, all his tweets are in Sith Lord Red. <laughs> oh man, like. I, I will give him I will give him some credit, but like uh, uh, after election day when Obama won, he came out and he gave that speech. I'll, I'll give him credit for that. Well, he you has know, to. He, he has <laughs> to. I mean, by you know by the by the rules, not necess- it's not a law or anything, but by the rules of campaigning, <laughs> when you when you do lose the election, it is it is acquired of you, required of you to be graceful and accept defeat and say you are. Supporting whoever won the election. However, I will say, uh, Shmoyoho, accent on the yo, on YouTube, did a funny video where Romney sings his concession speech. (laughs) And the reason Romney's not pissed that he lost is that he's still rich. Yeah, and that's that's his. That's his. That's my. That's and that's my main problem with him. Is like just because. That's my main problem with him is because just because he's rich. He thinks that everyone else is beneath him. Like, anyone who doesn't make the same salary as he does is beneath him. Mm-hmm. Anyone who doesn't live in a, in a fucking mansion is beneath him. He doesn't fucking care. And he's the he's the grandson of Mexican immigrants. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Not to mention he's a Mormon. I mean, I'm not, I'm not attacking anybody's religion, but I mean, come on, man. He's a fucking Mormon. <laughs> there, 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 was the, there was the talk of how many wives in the White House? <laughs> Uh, but uh, uh, and once again, uh, you know what? He did give us uh, that college humor video, Mitt Romney style, and I think that's the best thing that he that he has contributed to the world, which is a, a three minute college uh, a college humor video. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll give him crap. Oh, I won't give him crap. I mean, I'll give him props for that. <laughs> Mitt Romney style. And speaking of songs. Uh yeah, best song of uh, twenty twenty twelve. Well, mm. Uh, you know what? It, I really don't have a favorite. I'll just I'll say the most catchiest though. Definitely Gangnam Style. Uh, I don't hate the song, but I give it all the credit for being a song outside of the uh, outside of the popular realm of the United States, and how it gained popularity, and for dethroning Justin Bieber's Baby Baby as a popular <laughs> video on YouTube. I'm I'm sorry. I I love it how the guy came from behind out of nowhere as a non-English song capturing the world. I love it. I fucking love it. Well, you know what? I I would have to say like my favorite song. I mean, it's it's hard just to pick one because there's a lot of stuff I like. But if I had to pick one, I would have to say, um, like I would have to say, uh, what was it? Uh, Guillote with. Somebody I used to know because that was a pop song that was mature, and I was happy that it did so well in the charts. And it, it, I love that song because it deals with a breakup. It deals with you know wanting to to get back together with this person, even though you know that that uh, that they've moved on and they've uh, they that they've uh, completely blocked you out of their lives. Because I've had that. Because the reason I like it so much is because it hit close to home. Because you know, this year, 
uh, there was a lot of drama with uh, certain, you know, people that I cared for, and, uh, you know, I tried fixing things up with them, but, you know, they wouldn't care. They just blocked me out of their lives, and they didn't care. They're like, you know what, even though we haven't talked to to each other in years, you know, we uh, we, do, we don't care about you anymore, and it just, oh. it hurts because, you know, I was friends with them. I told them things that I haven't told anyone before, and, you know... I try to be the nice guy and, and say, you know what, I used to be a jerk and I'm sorry and all that stuff, but they won't listen. And, you know, I guess that's why somebody I used to know is my, my number one song because it reminds me so much of those people where it's like, I'm trying my best to fix things, but you're not letting me. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. That is an awesome song. I really do like that one. Um, He's good. Gangnam Style, sorry, I I still like it for all that it's it's done. Uh, what else is there? There's some really good songs out that, that were out this year. You know what? I I know people are gonna hate me for this, but I actually kinda like Call Me Maybe, kinda. Call Me Maybe. Yeah. Kinda. It was. It wasn't. It's not a good song, but it was. It was kinda catchy, kinda. But. You know, it, I only like it because of the memes. Okay, fine. If I can say it, I only like it because <laughs> of the memes. <laughs> what's your What's your style of music that you most get into? Um, I'm more of a hip hop guy. Yeah, I'm not too not too keen on hip hop. It's hip hop, not fucking rap, because there's a fucking difference right there. <laughs> I cannot cannot stress this enough. There's it's a fucking a fine difference. Fucking line. Do you realize that? I mean, when I say hip-hop, I don't mean fucking bullshit like Lil Wayne and Rick Ross and Drake and all this other bullshit. I mean... Flowrider! So. <laughs> yeah, fuck no. <laughs> fuck Flowrider. <laughs> I mean, stuff like MF Doom, Immortal Technique, uh, Most Def, Loop Fiasco, you know, that kind of stuff. Okay, those are good. Oh, uh, Lupe Fiasco. I love Lupe Fiasco. Oh, how can you not? He's oh shit, bitch, bad. That's one of my my other favorite songs because he talks about the word bitch and how it it how it can be misinterpreted and how how it can be demeaning and also satisfying to certain people. And I love that. I fucking love that song. La- uh, More lasers was a brilliant album. Stereo Sun, I love that song. Was that 2012? Uh, his uh, new album was, uh, what was it, uh, Food and Liquor 2, The Great American uh, Rap Album Part 1. Okay, so, yeah, too bad. Stereo Sun, I, I, I adore. I love Stereo Sun. Off of More Lasers. That was so good. Uh, let's see, what else What else has been out? Um, hmm... Nothing immediately comes to mind, unfortunately. Cause yeah, because cause I'm not into the music that much. Like like I said, I mean, if I'm going to listen to music, I'm going to listen to stuff that nobody knows about, and that's why I list well, Guillote, because that's something people have heard. I mean, if I listed Bitch Bad, nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Unless, you know, they're sitting at a computer listening to this podcast and got Google. <laughs> Lupe Fiasco, goddammit, look him up. Um, You know, some of my music, I'm actually... At this moment, I'm getting into music that people do for themselves, like people who engineer their own tracks. 
So, like, a lot of the stuff I like right now is on YouTube by unnamed artists. Like, there's this one guy called T-Mass, and he does some really great dubstep stuff that I love, but no oh, one knows who he is. I fucking hate dubstep. Sorry, garbage. Garbage! No, you! <laughs> and speaking of garbage, what's the worst song you've heard in 2012? Uh, I don't know. What's Keisha put out in the last five minutes? <laughs> She didn't have a new song, but I don't remember what it was, and it was forgettable. <laughs> I, to me, I think the worst song is the fucking Justin Bieber, Nicki Minaj, Beauty and the Beat. That I, I listened to that, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, garbage. It really is garbage. It's like, and Nicki Minaj is like, she's only there because it's like, hey, I'm cool, right? The kids like me, right? No, no, we don't. No, we don't, Nikki. You're just there to, 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 so we don't have to hate this fucking. So this video doesn't get tons of dislikes. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of cool with Nikki because she's not overexposed. I think as much as everyone else is. She, uh, she kind of plays it better, I think, than everyone else. So I don't hate her. I actually kind of like her. That, that, but that song is garbage. That really is garbage. It's like, oh uh, yeah, no, many, the song like, probably sucks. Like, like how up. can? Like it's like oh I'm writing I'm I'm I rhymed Bieber with fever, hmm. Ugh, just stupid, fucking awful, garbage. Uh, what is it? Do you know that song Titanium? Oh, I am Titanium. <laughs> they play that in my grocery store, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, but anything David Guetta does, because he's awful. Like he. He's an awful producer. He uses the same fucking beat for every song that he does, and his guests are crap. They're all crap. <laughs> it's like, so Swedish House Mafia, a great fucking group that I just found out about, mm -hmm. is on hiatus. They, did, they just recently did their last tour, and they're on hiatus. And this fucking guy is still making records? Come on. We've got to give it to the dude. He's got work, so... <laughs> Yeah, but that song was awful. I'm titanium. Bitch can't even speak fucking English. Sia. That's her name, Sia. Yeah, Sia. She, uh, she's an underground girl, and she does her own stuff, right? And then, like, she wanted to write the song, and David Guetta's like, can I remix it? And he, she's like, sure. <laughs> and he just rapes it with his bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. That, that one's pretty bad. Uh... I don't know. That's all I can think of. Oh, uh, stupid hoe! Come on, <laughs> come on. That was. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? Uh, Chris Brown still it... makes music, so I have. Oh, Chris ba oh, that song. Oh, that, 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 what was it? Don't judge me. Yeah, or something. That really pissed me off. It's like you're a fucking woman beating piece of shit, and you're telling people to not judge you. Really? Eat a dick. Eat a fucking dick. Eat a, eat a bag of them. <laughs> and eat the bag. Now, how does that work? Does he take like what? Does he suck one dick, or does he does he uh, take the whole bag and oh, shove yeah. it in his face? No, no, one <laughs> at a time. Work? One at a time. Make it last. <laughs> how does that work? And yes, that is a loose CK bit. So sue me. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Louis CK. He's great. I know. His. What's that one joke? Uh, he has a uh, he has twenty dollars in the bank, 
and you just can't take $20 out of the bank. Or no, he has $15 in the bank. And you can't take $15 out of the bank because the machine can't dispense anything other than $20 bills. So <laughs> they charge you for having no money in the bank. And they take 20 away from him. So now he has not five. And now the bank's telling him, you need to put money in the bank. And it's like, you just took my money that I had in the bank. And now you're saying, I don't have money, so I better put money in the bank. So moving on. Uh, what was it? Uh, last one, if you want to do this. Uh, I don't know if you want to do this or not. but Getting this best is expertise. The best porno of the year. Cam Whore 7. <laughs> what? Cam Whore's 7. <laughs> uh, what is Cam Whore 7? Please, indulge <laughs> uh, No, come on, dude. You have to have watched one porno this year. Come on. I've watched segments of one. Uh, there, there's, a, there's a series I like on online that's called Public Pickups. No, well, to me, I would have to say uh, Dark, the Dark Knight Triple uh, X parody, because <laughs> that was really fucking disturbing. It really is. It's like the first sex scene is the Joker raping uh, Batgirl, and you're supposed to jerk off to that. Wow! No, 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 thank you. <laughs> Not to mention Bruce fucks Catwoman, fucking Nightwing. Well, that happened though. Uh, Bruce fucks Catwoman, uh, Nightwing fucks Poison Ivy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bane fucks Catwoman, and, and Cassandra Kane. <laughs> Jeez. So, so fucking weird. Just the weirdest fucking movie. And yes, I did jerk off to it. Thank you, thank you for asking. <laughs> I did. I did ask. Why'd you edit that out? <laughs> You fucking broke. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Are, are they gone? Are, are they gone? I hear voices. Oh, wait, that's you. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, we're still recording shit. <laughs> Aaron! Aaron! <laughs> <laughs> I once shot a goat, uh, then I took a bath, and it's blood, and then I went home. I'm lying, by the way. Uh, but, yeah, have you seen the Avengers porno with China as She-Hulk? She does that now, doesn't she? I, I fucking saw that in just no amount of fucking uh, shampoo and, and body lotion will ever make me clean again. <laughs> ever. Ever. <laughs> I did not see that. No, I did not. Don't just just don't. It's just, it's not even a sex scene. It's just dr- them dry humping because God forbid China shows her fucking tits and well, okay, that, that, I think that's much better to see a dry hump. She's already shown them off like twice now. <laughs> God. Oh, China, fucking China. <laughs> It hurts but yeah, that, think about it. my my ears and my eyes are are stinging. 
<laughs> yeah, China as She-Hulk getting dry humped by Thor. It's, it's a perfect that, that... piece of casting, but it's, <laughs> just something about it is burning. <laughs> Not to mention, like the first scene you see, the first scene you see her in is a close-up of her fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> the manly face she's got. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> fucking China. <laughs> Can can we just uh, can we go back in time and stop her from ever being born? Cause I fucking hate China that much. I don't know. Whenever she was on the WWF, she was pretty entertaining. <laughs> you know she was. No, she wasn't. She was awful, <laughs> awful in the ring, fucking terrible. <laughs> Silence. I'm sorry, I just have nothing to say about it. So yeah, that was our best of, worst of episode, and I thank Xavier for coming on here. Thank you for having me, sir. And uh, I hope you enjoyed our picks. Uh, we I know we bullshitted a lot, and hey, that's how we roll. You know, that's how we roll on this podcast. We just bullshit a lot, and... I know Xavier went on this fucking rant, and I'm sorry, I'm not. <laughs> I didn't stop him. I'm sorry, I didn't stop him, okay? You can't contain me, don't even fucking try. God <laughs> oh, damn it, Xavier. Like, well, This is what happens when you come on here. I'm like, uh, should I get Xavier on here? I know he's probably going to go on a rant, and he did. And <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not surrounded by four other toy collectors interrupting me. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You have to record an episode of Good Morning Cybertron as well. So yeah, we're uh, we're starting in um, four hours. <laughs> I give you twenty bucks if you tell them that this was a much better experience than all the uh, one hundred episodes. <laughs> I tell them that to me. <laughs> but I uh, know. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> fuck it. I'll just fuck it. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Say something. Peace out, my peeps.